Welcome to the Rooted Faith Podcast. This is your host, Juan Marquez, connected with you guys once again. So happy we have this opportunity. So welcome back to all of my subscribers that are constantly there with me every week. Thank you so much for sharing this podcast. I'm loving hearing the testimonies on how this is impacting you as well. If it's your first time, well, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Juan Marquez, and we're going to spend a couple of minutes here talking about as we go, as we go. So here at the Rooted Faith Podcast, we usually have a rooted word that we concentrate on. And um, you may be asking yourself, what's a rooted word? What does that mean? Well, a rooted word is an area we will focus on and double down on today with the intent that if we can heal the root, it will bring forth a better fruit not just for you, but your future generations. So we want to make sure that we are putting in good roots and there are roots that need to be uprooted. There are roots that need to be cured and healed and there's roots that need to be planted as well. So today's rooted word is the word sacrifice. The word sacrifice is the word that we're going to be concentrating today. So let's get to it. Excited. Thank you, Lord. Sacrifice. What does it mean? What is the word sacrifice in its most basic meaning? Sacrifice is an act of giving up something, especially for the sake of someone or something else. So it's an act of giving up something that you like or giving up something that you have for the benefit of someone or for the benefit of something else. Here in biblical terms, Anytime you hear the word sacrifice in scripture, it means the act or ceremony ceremony of making an offering to God or a God, especially on an altar. And that's the context that I want to talk about today. I want to talk about what sacrifice means from a biblical perspective, an act or ceremony of making an offering to God, especially on an altar. Um, Using, using a baseball term, I um, wanted to share a, a story with you guys uh, about sacrifice between me and my dad. So I'm a huge baseball fan and um, I'm a huge sports fan, but my favorite, my favorite team is the uh, New York Yankees. And uh, I had the opportunity some, a while back to uh, host an event and be part of an event where one of my favorite Yankee players uh, was going to be there. Um, and he's he's the best closer in the game to ever play the game. Um, you already know who I'm going with, if you don't know number 42, Mariano Rivera. He was coming to our church for an event. And uh, it was an awesome day, you know, to be able to be part of an event, but to be able to meet Mariano Rivera um, for me, it was great seeing him play, being in the same room with him. And um, I remember that I was part of the detail team of hosting him. And uh, as you know, he came in and everybody's just, you know, asking for autographs and looking for all these things. Um, and uh, I remember my dad is, came up to me and uh, with, a, with, a, with a ball that had a Yankee logo on, like a, one of those soft plushy balls. And he says, hey, son, get, get this get this signed for me. Can you get this autograph for me? 
I was like, all right, Dad, I'll do the best that I can. I mean, there's a lot of people here, but yes, definitely will. And um, I went ahead and um, it was so funny because I, I asked him to, to sign it. So he signed it. And the moment he signed it, and I saw him sign it. I was like, oh, my dad is so awesome. You know, he brought me a ball for me. Like, this is Mariano Rivera. This is it. This is the greatest ever to play. And um, I, I didn't have anything to, for him to sign. Uh, I think I, get, I took off my tie. And he, I think I had him autograph my tie. I believe that's what I had him do. But um, I was so happy. I was like, okay, this is my ball. And I kept the ball secret the whole night. And, you know, just kept the secret, kept the secret. And put tucked away. And I walked out and, you know, the event ended. And, and, and my father was like, hey, man, where's the ball? I was like, yo, dad, look, this is so awesome. Thank you. He's like, thank you. I was like, yeah, you got me the ball so he can sign it. He's like, oh, um, no, actually, um, my co-worker, who, by the way, was a Red Sox fan. I made it even worse. He, he asked me to get a signature for him. Um, so so I, I have to bring it to him. It's, it wasn't for you. It was for him. And, and and my heart broke. I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, well, I, I will be completely honest. I'll be like, forget your friend. I mean, tell him you didn't get it. Now, mind you, I'm at church. So I'm just being transparent. Yeah, tell him that you weren't able to get it signed. Uh, I'll get you another plushie ball that looks just like this one. And you just told him, he's like, I can't do that. I said, I, I promised him that I would do what I can. So it's not mine. I didn't do it for you. I did it for him as a favor. And I was so heartbroken. Because I was like, I'm your son. Like, if there's someone that you should not worry about how the air feeling is then but me this is your son you're talking to that like this is me you know how much i love baseball he's like i'm sorry son but i, I made a promise to this man and, and it's it's not for you I, I i i can't face him tomorrow when i go to work and, and he asked me i can't look at him and lie and i, I won't lie I, I i i was so so confused about his request so confused and and i gave him i gave him back the ball and i was upset i was mad for for a while and because I just couldn't understand um, the, his mindset. Like, why would you do that to me? You know, and uh, in Genesis 22, 1 through 19, I think we see a similar story between father and son. And I'm referencing Abraham and Isaac. We, we see that Abraham had waited all these years to be able to receive a son um, with his wife. And finally, Isaac is there. Finally, he's playing with Isaac. He's enjoying the son of the promise. God had told him that this was the son of the promise. From, from this son, I will bless the nations. I will bless your seed because you have believed in me. And the promise had been fulfilled. The promise was no longer an idea. The promise was no longer a word. The promise was no longer a prophecy. The promise had materialized in something that he can physically see and be able to enjoy. But as the story goes on, Genesis 22 verses 1 through 19, we see that God talks to Abraham and tells Abraham, I need you to go to the mountain where I will show you and I need you to sacrifice your son Isaac for me. And, and, and it, it strikes me, um, especially when it says the next day, 
Abraham didn't think about it. He didn't quarrel back and forth with God. He didn't argue with God. He didn't question God. He didn't ask for signs. He knew the voice of God. And he knew that it was God who was talking to him. And I'm here to tell you that God is not the God of taking, but he is the God of testing. And I I want that to sink into your spirit today. Because many of us are in a position where God is asking us our promises back. God is asking for things that he gave us, things that he promised us and things that have materialized, things that we are enjoying, things that are being fruitful, things that are being good, things that are doing great, things that are aligned with your purpose, things that are aligned with your desire, things that are aligned with your treasure, things that are aligned with your talent, things that are aligned with your passion. And you're feeling like God is asking, is taking it from you, but he's not taking, he's testing. It's a huge difference between the two. So what to do when God is asking you for the one promise you've been waiting for and that you are enjoying and he is asking you to sacrifice it. He is asking you to make an offering, to burn it. He tells Abraham, I want you to burn Isaac on the altar for me. Four things that you should do, taking the story, taking the attitude of Abraham. The first thing is obedience. It says immediately. The next day, he gathered the food. He went, he picked up his servants and he went on to sacrifice. So the first thing is obedience. You got to go and sacrifice. He grabbed the wood. He grabbed the food. He grabbed the fire. He grabbed his servants. He didn't, again, go back and forth. He obeyed God's word. The second thing you have to do is you have to identify the sacrifice. God is very specific. God will let you know which is your Isaac. Not just any sacrifice. But what is it that he wants you to sacrifice? What is the one thing that has, to a certain degree, taken his place? Would you be willing to give back up your promises to God? Would you be willing to step away and burn it at his altar? Because God not only told him to sacrifice, he identified the sacrifice. He says, go sacrifice and sacrifice Isaac. Sacrifice this thing to me. The third thing that you need to be able to do as you sacrifice your promise or your Isaac is trust his promises. It is is so impactful to me to be able to see Abraham's faith. I mean, his faith is incredible uh, to me because when when he's going <laughs> on his way to sacrifice his son he he looks at his servants and um, he looks at at them it says in verse in verse 5 chapter 22 verse 5 he looks at his servants and he says stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there we will worship And then we will come back to you. How do you do that? You know, how do do you 
have that much trust. Abraham was like, I know that I have to go sacrifice. I don't know how God is going to do it. This is the son of my promise. It's not up to me. And I think that's what God wants to talk to us about today. There's going to be constant sacrifices that God is going to ask us to do that is not up to us for the results of the promise to be fulfilled. God is not a man to lie or a son of man that he needs to repent. Therefore, if he made some promises upon your life and he's asking back those promises to test us, not to take from us, then let's give up the results to him. That's what Abraham said. I don't know how God's going to do it, but I do trust his promises. I do trust what he said upon my son. So he said, the lad and I will sacrifice and come back. But an interesting conversation happens as they're walking, right? Isaac starts walking with his father towards the mountain and and he's he asked him a question he's like dad yes son i see the wood and i see the fire but where's the sacrifice and it's interesting that he puts the wood on isaac's back he puts the means of where he is going to be laid on as he's walking to the mountain So what do you do when your promise questions your actions? I'm going to let that one sink in a bit. What do you do when when the one thing that, that God has promised you starts questioning your actions because it doesn't understand what you're doing? What do you do when when you have identified your Isaac, but your Isaac is looking back at you and like, what are you doing? Why are you giving up on me? Why are you giving me up? Why are you sacrificing me? And I love what Abraham says, that God will provide. And today I want to let you know that God will provide a way. He has the game plan already. All you need to do is execute the instructions for the next play. Many times we want to see the entire game plan when God is only giving you the next play. Let's live play by play. Let him play the game. He knows what's coming ahead of time. And the fourth thing is sacrifice. Prepare the altar. It says that Abraham prepared the altar. He put everything together. He then tied up Isaac. And then he grabbed the knife. And many times I believe, I I always thought when I was a kid that, you know, um, that, that he raised the knife, right? Sunday school teachers He raised the knife And God called him Abraham, Abraham And he stopped But you would know One of the reasons He calls him twice Is because The knife That was never raised up To 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 tomahawk (laughs) The sacrifice Right Um, The knife was always Put at the neck Of the sacrifice Of the animal Um, So the, the So you can slice it From ear to ear And the blood can run So literally, Abram had his knife on Isaac's neck. And that's the reason why God has to call him twice to catch his attention. Because he was so focused. I'm all in. And can I ask you today, can you be all in when God is asking you to sacrifice? If he gave it to you, he will make a way. And and, and there's certain things that happen when you sacrifice your promise. One of the things that that happens is that your ears are open. To hear God's voice. 
Abraham's ears were opened again and he stopped the sacrifice. He heard God's voice. Abraham, Abraham, stop. And when he, he listened to that, his ears were also opened to hear the rattle of the replacement sacrifice of the ram. There was a ram that was, that was in the thicket of a bush. The ram was probably there the whole time. I don't know. But it's interesting to me that a ram making noise with all his horns trying to get away. But Abraham was so focused on what God had asked him to do that his ears were closed to all other distractions. And today I want to tell you that there's certain benefits when you are all in and when you're sacrificing your promise. One of those benefits is that your seeds will be blessed and they will be numerous. God tells Abraham after he does this, after he sacrifices, now I know that you will not deny me anything. Therefore, I will bless your seed and it will be numerous as, as the sand in the beach, as the stars in the skies. And the nations will be blessed through your seed. All the earth will be blessed. We see that Abraham is later on known as a father of faith. So you'll be known as a father of faith. But you will see God in a different way. Remember that previous, he said to his son, God will provide. Well, after that, he named that place Jehovah Jireh. This is the place that God provided. So today, I want to ask you, identify your Isaac. Your Isaac may be work. To some of you, it may be just be ministry. Oh, pastor, what are you talking about? You're talking to me to quit? No. Maybe it's time for you to give God back his church. Maybe it's time for you to give God back his ministry. It's not yours. It's entrusted in you. But put the weight back on him. Let him do what he does. Take away all the pressure and the stress and just work with him. Not work against him. Burn it back up. Sacrifice it back up and say, Lord, here it is. What you've given to me, Lord. I want to sacrifice it for you. I want to put it on your altar. For many of you are your goals. There's some goals that you've accomplished that you have to give up and sacrifice. Relationships. For some of you is your heart. For some of you is your will. I don't know what your Isaac is today. I don't know is the one promise that you've gotten from God. God today is testing you, not taking from you. So I started off this podcast with the, uh, the story of my dad and it didn't finish there. Um, the story of my dad um, really is a story that he as a man of God in that situation between <coughs> excuse me, battling me or his co-worker. He had a sacrifice breaking his son's heart over keeping his integrity. My dad had to choose integrity or sacrificing my son's heart. And I know it pained him. I know it hurt him. Um, but I may not have walked out of there with an autographed ball with the best closer ever in Major League Baseball history. But I did walk out of there with a great example of what true sacrifice really is. And more importantly, what a man of integrity looks like.
Thanks, Dad. Because that was more valuable than a thousand signed balls from Mariano Rivera. Today, you, you may find yourself in a similar conversation with God, going back and forth with what he's asking you to sacrifice. It may not make sense, but it will as we go along. As we go along with obedience, as we go along with identifying the sacrifice, as we go along with trusting his promise, as we go along with sacrificing. I can assure you that we will never outgive God. We see it in the life of Job, in the life of Ruth, in the life of Abraham, and today we see it in you as well. Amen and amen. Okay, so if you enjoyed yourself, I need a quick favor from you before you disconnect. Number one, connect with us on Instagram at RootedFaithTX. That's all one word, Rooted. Faith TX, all one word. Number two, subscribe to this podcast. Put the little alerts notifications so you can get all the new content that's coming out. And last but not least, but more importantly, share it with someone who you may know that needs to hear it. We're all here together. Let's build each other up. Let's grow together. Let's make this happen. Amen. Until next time, remember, stay rooted in faith.